0: Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope that this message will both teach and encourage you. Here's today's message. We did not pull the video over. It was all ready to go for the announcements, and I apologize. It was not ready to roll. And so we're going to get right to the message. Happy days after Thanksgiving. Some of you are still visiting the reheats, right? It just gets better and better, you know, for... The next week as you reheat that and gets to marinate a little bit longer in the refrigerator and thank god for microwaves right yeah. and all those extra paper plates because we want to we don't we don't want to wash another dish for a while it's wonderful to see that spread on the table but then all those pots and pans that made that possible that need to be washed and so somehow we bring ourselves to that and so i think it was we were talking about being thankful last Sunday and I've heard that statement he's making a list he's checking it twice gonna find out who's naughty or nice right and so what I want us to do today is make a list of blessings making a list of blessings and this is a great passage of scripture to help you do that in fact as we see the powerpoint come up and we jump in there Chris right into the message we're going to be looking at Making a list of blessings. And I left you a blank sheet of paper you can fill in right there. How do you like that? Now imagine that there's a graphic of a nice rolled scroll of paper with some writing on it. And even a red ribbon near it. And you'll kind of catch the whole thing. But there's your blank sheet of paper and we can start making a list of blessings. It says praise in Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 through 14. You may want to turn there in your your scriptures, but it's going to be available for you on the screen as well. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And I'm going to pause and say, I think the volume is up quite loud out in the lobby, and we're getting feedback from the message. It's actually a 15-second delay. So if somebody could drop the volume a little bit on those TVs out there. It'll help. There's going to be some of you at the back saying, "What is somebody's out talking in the, in the foyer. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Everybody say spiritual blessing. But I like this. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. For He chose us In Him, before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in His sight. In love, He predestined us to be adopted as His sons, and if you wish, and daughters, through Jesus Christ, in accordance with His pleasure and will, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us in the one He loves. In Him we have redemption through His blood. And we are celebrating that this morning in our communion, aren't we? The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things, as we have every spiritual blessing, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ Having believed, anybody in this room has believed? Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. What a powerful passage of Scripture, just chock full blessing he has blessed us in christ jesus in the heavenly realms with every blessing and then he enumerates those blessings so just for perspective our god has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in christ do you see how vital christ is all the blessings of god have been vested placed in christ which means the only way to the blessings is through Christ. This is why Jesus himself would say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me, but through me. It's only in Christ, through Christ, that this has been made available and we have access to it. So I just want to say from a point of perspective, if you're not in Christ there's good news you can get in him and it's free he's made the way so that anyone can come it doesn't matter their background doesn't matter their language it doesn't matter where their socioeconomic system is they can come freely into christ and receive all of these spiritual blessings isn't that great news that's great news So just for perspective, as we introduce this subject, we are blessed. If we're born again, we're blessed. Our blessing is in the heavenly realms, which means it can't be corrupted here in the earthly realms. It's not subject to earthly law, but it's subject to heavenly grace. And so it it can't be prevented, it can't be dictated to here on the earth because it comes down from above, it's under the penelope of God. It's under God's, um, I almost said penelope, but it's penelope. It's under the covering of God. It's under the auspices of His authority and His distribution. And by the way, let me just add this, totally bonus this morning. God is not stingy. Hello? So many people have this image in their mind of the miserly God who has to be begged, cajoled, threatened, or bribed in order to pry his fingers off of these blessings that he is so hesitant to give. And when he does finally, we do finally pry, pry something loose, it's less than what we need and it barely lasts. And we need to banish that from our thinking. That is one very powerful thought that needs to be cast down And brought under the authority of Christ because we serve a God who is marvelous and gracious and good, and He gives above and beyond all we can ask or think, and He provides for us way better than we can ever imagine or ask. He is more than enough, and the way He does things is so powerful and full of blessing. Our blessing is in the heavenly realms. Our blessing is spiritual. But here's another thing. Spiritual things aren't meant to, say, to stay unseen and unexperienced. They're meant to be brought from the place of mystery into the place of experience in the physical realm. God doesn't want his blessings to remain mysterious, hidden away, tucked away in the spiritual realms. They begin in the spirit and work out into the physical absolutely manifesting in people's lives and changing people forever. Isn't that awesome? Give the Lord a hand clap of thanks. If nothing else, that will help get the blood flowing and other people will have just been rudely awakened from the beginning of their nap. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. We are chosen in Christ to be holy and blameless in God's sight. So that means God has set up a way whereby you and I can be blameless in his sight. And how did he do that? He did that through the blood of Jesus Christ. There is only one way to be blameless in God's sight, and that is to place our faith in the life and the atoning death of Jesus, the Christ of God. He took our place He lived out under the covenant of the law. He exceeded it, and then it was all of the handwriting and the ordinances which were against you and me that declared us guilty was nailed to his cross and taken out of the way so that we can be free from the dictate of the law and conscience and released into the power of grace and eternal life. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise. Now notice it says we are chosen in Christ. So the choosing is focused on Christ, not on us. If we get in Christ, what does that make us? Chosen. If we receive Christ, we're now chosen. And that means that God has chosen for us to be holy and blameless. This is his ambition and his desire for you and for me. You can personalize that and say, he wants for me to be holy and blameless in his sight. So he has given me Christ to take my place at the whipping post and at the crucifixion timber and to take my place in the grave and instead raise from the dead and give me a sense that death is not the end, it's the door in the beginning. He has changed it all and turned it on its head. It goes on to say in love. Aren't you glad it's in love? People forget that God does things in love. John tells us that God is love. So what God does, he does in love. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ. So he went before the world was made, he set a plan in motion whereby we could be adopted. Isn't adoption powerful? I love to hear the stories of people who... Lord knows, only the Lord knows where they would have ended up. Out of destitution, out of terrible problems, and somebody opened their home. There was the good old days when an aunt or an uncle opened their home, or a cousin, or an older sibling, and they they averted disaster. They found themselves with meals and people who loved them and cared for them, people who chose them, people who then brought them into their home and... Blessed them, and oh, the powerful story of somebody whose life was absolutely changed because they were adopted. He has set it up so that we could be adopted, not just taken in as slaves, no, but adopted and placed in the same rank and in the same position as Jesus Christ Himself as the Son of God. Isn't that powerful? That He has predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ. In accordance with this, notice, his pleasure and will. It begins with his pleasure. What's God's pleasure? In love, he set it up so you could be considered his son, his daughter, on equal footing with Jesus himself. That's powerful. Not the red-headed stepson. How many of you ever heard that expression? I heard that from a Texan the first time I heard that. Why he beat me like a redheaded stepson, and I guess that's a habit in Texas that if you had a redheaded stepchild, you you did that to them. But that that was the expression I heard from this tall Texan from Ackley, Texas, one of our assistant pastors at a church in Salem, Ohio. David Cage's his name. Just so you know, I'm not plagiarizing here. That's his name. He's with Jesus now, but he used to say that. And I've heard that from other Texans. But we have this sense, okay. I've been taken into the family, but I'm that stepchild. I'm the I'm the spare. I'm the, oh, I forgot we have so-and-so here. No, God doesn't treat us that way. He has set it up so it features us. So he brings us into co-heirs with Christ. And we're brought into a relationship not where we're the adopted, red-headed stepson, the one that everybody wishes they hadn't done that but that God in his pleasure and his will has set it up so that you and I could be adopted and we could be received into his family not to serve as a servant, but to be seated in a place above the angels where he says, no, this creation I'm dubbing and calling my children. Isn't that awesome? Now, you'll hear that some people will say, we're all the children of God. You'll hear people quoted on the news saying, you know, well, we're all the children of God, and that is actually not true. We have to become adopted. And how do we become adopted? We become adopted because of the activity of Jesus. And when we accept Jesus, the firstborn son, we then come into the family and we're considered co-heirs with him, and it's out of his pleasure and will. Wow. In love, he predestined us to be adopted. That's another blessing, right? That's number two to summarize that. Let's move on to the third one. In him, we have redemption through his blood. Now, what's redemption? Redemption means to have a price paid for you, to release you from all your obligations so that you can be free, so that you can be released. It's a term that comes from... 5,000 years of slave trading, where somebody would pay a redemption price for you. What did he owe? What was the problem? What has happened that has put him in this indentured servitude? Let me pay the redemption price. What has gotten them into legal trouble? In him, we have redemption. So somebody has paid the price for us. And let me tell you, it's not 50 cents. We determine value very often of something by the price that's paid for it. There are people that are paying 500,000 to a million to 2 million to 5 million for a single painting. What would we describe that painting as? Even if we don't like the art? Valuable. That is a 5 million dollar painting. There are people who are driving 350,000 dollar vehicles and they're not that much different. From my $8,000 vehicle. Now, granted, I don't have gold anywhere in my car, so don't be breaking in and trying to steal the gold. There's nothing adorned with gold in my vehicle. I don't have solid wood panels serving as the interior of my car. But it's functionally not much different from your car and my car. But somebody has valued that brand. Somebody's valued that custom package, and they have put the money into it. Now, we can determine what something is valued by the price that somebody is willing to pay. How many of you have ever heard this expression? If I were the only lost person on the earth, God would have given his son in order to secure me to himself. So what is your value? Your value to God is the death of his one and only son it just doesn't get it any more valuable than that. God has placed the highest value on you. You need to personalize that. You need to be able to sit there this morning, whether you're watching my video or right here in the sanctuary at Vision Church, and personalize that and say, God has assigned the value to me of the blood of Jesus Christ, His one and only Son. He has done this not to billions of people so that we can divide it by billions. He has done this for each and every one of us personally. Jesus, if you were the only one that was lost, I'm convinced of it, he would have done it just for you. That's value. We have forgiveness of sins in accordance to the riches of God's grace. That's riches. He's invested it all in you And he has made available to you all of his grace. In him we have redemption, forgiveness of sins. Is that a blessing or what? To have a sin released from you. Every one of us in this room know what it's like to make a mistake and have people not let us live it down. And have people remind us, Of the error, the mistake, the shortfalling. But you know what God has provided for? He has provided for the riches of His grace through Jesus Christ that His blood cleanses us from every sin, that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? What a great blessing! We can count that one. We have redemption, forgiveness of sins, which means it's taken from us as far as the east is from the west, but the Lord remembers it against us no more. And before him, we are released. That's why we like to sing songs like, Once like a burden, prison I dwelt. No freedom from my sorrow I felt, but Jesus came and he set me free. How did that happen? Because of the blood of Jesus, which redeems us. Let's roll on to the fourth one. And he made known to us the mystery of his will. How many of you like a good mystery? But even more, how many of you like to solve the mystery? Boy, there's nothing worse than a mystery we can't solve. We want to dig into that, and there's a great satisfaction that comes when we solve the mystery. Now, there are things about God that are mysterious, amen? Amen. There's things we don't understand. There's things that we're not going to understand it till we are in his presence. And then we'll go, oh, I'm convinced that there's going to be a big collective, oh, so that's what it meant, that's going to break out across glory when we stand there in his presence. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, Uh, even Christ, we know a mystery. We know a mystery. To understand that mystery is tantalizing, and we'll torment other people with it. I know a secret, would you like to know? I I know how to solve that puzzle. I know the answer to that riddle. Would you like to know? We know a mystery, and the mystery is this. God is going to take all this chaos, all this brokenness, All this travesty and all this tragedy, all this brokenness upon this planet, all this brokenness amongst people, he's going to take all of that, reconcile it in Jesus, the Christ of God, and he's going to bring it together under the Prince of Peace. And it's all going to fit, all going to make sense, and it's all going to be solved by him. Amen? That's that's great hope. We know a mystery, and he has chosen to let us know. He doesn't want us to be in darkness, but how do we come into this mystery? The gospel is shared with us, then what? Then we become students of his word, we become people dedicated and devoted to prayer, and we have conversations with him, and we ask him our questions, and what does he do? He doesn't want to leave us in darkness and in the mystery. Jesus declared it in Mark 6. He said, that which is hidden and that which is secret is intended to be made known. But how is it made known? By revelation. By the grace of God working in our life that brings it so that we can get it, so that the light goes on, that we're no longer in darkness, but in the light, in the know. In him, as we roll on to number five, in him we were also chosen in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. So what is his choice? That we're for the praise of his glory. We are chosen for his glory. Where does that happen? We're trophies of his grace. And so there are people who can see us upon the earth and see what God has done in our life and give glory to God. But there's another audience. And often we forget about this audience because it's a little unnerving. There is the unseen audience of the heavenly host. The archangels, the angels, there are even unclean spirits and devil fallen angels who witness and see our life from the unseen realm. Aren't you glad they're restrained? Aren't you glad that the power of God has drawn borders and territories for them that we don't have to be afraid? We don't have to be weirded out and think that it's strange, but then when they see us, here's what they do. Here's what the the unfallen angels do when they see us stand. When they see us endure, when they see us go through a transition, when they see us go through a difficulty and keep our trust anchored in Christ, when we don't lose our testimony, when we don't lose our witness, there's an applause that breaks out, and there's a glory that goes up to God. They don't look at me and say, isn't that, Doug, something else? They look at me and look at God and say, that couldn't have been him. That had to be you. And then they lift their hands and they sing, and they worship, and they praise, applause breaks out in the heavenly realms. Worship breaks out in the heavenly realms. Praise to God breaks out in the heavenly realms because we're chosen for His glory. They look at us as vessels of mercy, vessels of grace, and they look at our lives, and when we make it on base, when we don't fail, when we persevere, when we endure, When we thank Him in the midst of the difficulties, when we don't lose our testimony, praise breaks out in the unseen realm. We've never heard it. We've never seen it. But boy, if we could, it would be awesome. We would think that it was about us. But let's perish the thought. It's about Jesus and what He's accomplished for us. And they give one more time a hand clap, an applause. Not just a polite golf clap, but an applause that rocks heaven. And they lift strong voices and they shout and they give glory and honor and praise to him who sets upon the throne and to the lamb. Be blessing and glory and honor and praises forever and ever. Why? Because of what they're seeing in your life and my life by the grace of God. Having believed you were marked in him with a seal, it's a mark, the promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit. Now, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is glorious, but do you know it's a deposit? The presence of God with you is wonderful, but do you know it's just a small portion of what God has intended for you? It's merely a down payment. It's an indicator of what God's heart is and His intentions in this whole transaction. And it's powerful. It's awesome. It's mighty. It's glorious. It's a touch of heaven. But having believed... You were marked. Whether we realize it or not, we're marked. When a person is born again, they're marked. There's something that is forming in their life, and there is a depositing of the Holy Spirit, and all of the angels and the other spiritual beings, they know it, but people upon the earth get a sense. And here's how they say it. There's something different about you. That's what they say. Sometimes it sounds like this, you're weird. Well, there's a synonym for weird, and it's peculiar. And if it's peculiar, you can read the book, the epistle of Peter, and in that letter he says, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. We've been taken out of darkness and brought into the light, and we are intended to show forth His glorious praises. This is what makes us peculiar. It is that mark, it's that seal, it's that touch of God who has come upon our life that that has said, this one was born again. This one was born in Zion. This one has been redeemed. This one has placed their faith in the Son. And boy, do I have plans For this one. Boy, do I have more for this one. We are sealed by his guarantee of inheritance. He said, this one is intended to be a full-fledged member of the kingdom of heaven, a full-grown son or daughter of God with all privileges and powers that appertain thereto. Amen? Some of you like that contract language, that highfalutin English So, here's the conclusion. Let's review your list. When you're wondering what to thank God for, and I'm tagging on purposely to our thanksgiving, but I'm also reaching forward to this idea of the season of giving, and right here in the middle, I'm asking us to review our list. We're wondering, well, how can I count my blessings? What sort of blessings would I talk about? How about this? Chosen to be holy and blameless adopted sons and daughters of God, having forgiveness through His blood, we know a secret. We are chosen for Christ's glory. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And when we just look at those six things, and I'll leave that up. He'll leave it up in the back. I can go forward and it won't affect what you see. Just leave that up for a minute there, Brother Chris. We hear that song, count your blessings well what blessings what has God done for me lately what has God done from you since the beginning of time chosen to be holy and blameless adopted children of God forgiveness through his blood we know a secret and we're called into a secret a mystery that's going to be revealed and wow is it glorious we know a secret we are chosen to For Christ's glory. And we are sealed. We're marked. We're touched. By nothing less. Than the very mark of God. The Holy Spirit. Wow. Count. Your blessings. The old song says count your blessings. We're not going to sing that this morning. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God. Has done count your blessings. Wow. We had that opportunity this morning. It's still the attitude and the time of thanksgiving, in it? And it's a great place to be in as we're moving into this time of celebrating gifts and celebrating grace and celebrating the greatest gift of all, Jesus, the Christ of God, because in him, by him, through him, and to his name, everything is designed to flow and be and have its being. Isn't he awesome? And aren't you glad you know him? And I've got some good news for you. If you don't know him, right now, wherever you are, here on video, right here in your chair, and as we go into a time of worship, and as we worship the Lord, this would be a great time to say, I heard I can come to you, the creator of the universe, the creator of me, that you have everything that I have need of has been made available in Jesus, your son. He came, he came, And he died for me and rose again from the grave 2,000 years ago. And if I place my faith in him, this mystery can be released and veiled and made powerful in my life. Is it that simple, really? Yes, it's that simple, really. That's how someone becomes born again. They respond to that tug, that pull, that movement of the Holy Spirit on their spirit. And they come to that revelation of Jesus the Christ. And they realize it's all about Him. It's all in Him. It's all by Him. It's all through Him. And God has done this for me because He loves me with all of His heart, with all of His soul, with all of His mind, and with all of His strength. Honey, if you'll come and lead us in worship. There's there's two needs that we want to close our prayer with today. If we'd all stand to our feet Join together in prayer. This congregation prayed me out of a three week hospital stay with COVID pneumonia. Brother Marcus Lamb from Daystar Television Programming is dealing with COVID pneumonia. You faced that enemy before and I have too, haven't we? And we've seen a victory. So let's join together as a congregation. I want to let them know because I have some connections there personally, but just this is a member of our faith community. And we've faced this thing down and seen it defeated. And we want to do that on behalf of Marcus and Joni and the Daystar family. Let's also pray for Bethany. She's having uh, some difficulties health-wise. Anything more detail I want to say? No, she's just, she was going to be here at church this morning and had to go check something out with the doctor. So let's pray for Bethany. Let's pray for these, both these knees. Lord, we just come to you. We're in your presence. And we're aware, we're counting our blessings. Look at all of this grace. Look at all of this abundance. Look at this love. Lord, we're just reflecting back to you what we're discovering that's to a mystery to so many people. They think God is stingy and God is distant. God doesn't care. He's unmoved. He's not compassionate. He's unfeeling. He's at a distance. He's observing. He's watching. Lord, you are close. You are personal. You are grieved. You are moved. And you value us so much, you purchased even one of us with the blood of Jesus Christ, your Son. So, Lord, we lift up Marcus Lamb to you, and we stand against COVID pneumonia. We've faced this down before by your grace, and we just do some warfare right now. We call his name before you. We know you love him, no doubt. We know that he's somebody who's born again and marching towards Zion. And, Lord, we're just praying for this family. We're praying for Marcus. We're standing against this COVID infection and pneumonia in his lungs and praying right now just a exponential release of your grace, boosting him out of this health crisis and restoring him. And we're praying it in Jesus' name. And we're lifting up Bethany to you. She's been dedicated to you, and she serves you, loves you. She's one of your own. And, Lord, we're just praying over her physical body right now And we're asking for adjustment, we're asking for health and healing, we're asking for repair, we're asking for strength, we're asking for an outpouring of your grace. We're connecting to that as your children on behalf of a child, and we're asking it in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. So as you go forth in your week, make a list, but not your Christmas gifts and your elf list. Make that list of what God has done for you and bask in it, relish it, enjoy it. What great grace He has made available to us. Grace and peace be upon you in abundance. In Jesus' name, as you go.